0: I have work to do, but uh, ideas just keep hitting me. So here we are. Uh, And maybe I'll try to make this quick. Um, I've been thinking about why uncomfortable thoughts are necessary as an introverted thinking person. I think there is um, this relationship to examining thought processes that perhaps culture has deemed inappropriate, right? And that we can't talk about publicly and we can't work out publicly. And. As the world moves into more of an extroverted feeling culture, there's more of this idea of almost thought policing or making sure that we're all in alignment with how we are approaching people and equality and all of those ideas, which are incredibly valuable. But the challenge of that is that if people are not allowed to have uncomfortable thoughts or to express uncomfortable thoughts, then What I feel ultimately happens there is that those uncomfortable thoughts get repressed and pushed into like shadow communities where people kind of start to believe the uncomfortable thoughts, because if we're not allowed to express uncomfortable thoughts, then obviously there's some sort of truth to them. And I know introverted thinking people, we would very much agree that there is a truth to all uncomfortable thoughts, but if they're being repressed or being banned, then people can't healthily work through them right? There tends to be this feeling for some reason, as an adult, we tend to forget that we were kids or we tend to forget that we started from nothing, that we're so blinded by our programming that we forget that we started as a blank sponge. And throughout our development of ourselves as a person, we take on moral messaging. We take on cultural messaging We take on all sorts of ideas about what it means to be a good person or a bad person or acceptable or unacceptable in society. And when we're working through the introverted thinking parts of our mind, we're having to process all of the potential thoughts that we have as a human being, as an organic human being that has impulses, that has needs, that has desires, that has all sorts of, um, you know, ideas about what could, could be good or bad or weird or something we should try as a society, right? And now I know that when you're brainstorming, you need to get all the bad ideas out of the way, right? You need to just say what's on your mind. And I usually find that that's the most effective. You just need to throw things out. There's no such thing as a bad idea, right? And for some reason, we have this feeling lately that there is such a thing as a good or bad thought, right? And even if it's a, something that is quote unquote, culturally good or bad, there is, there's no space for uh, an in-process thought. Every thought has some sort of concrete belief to it, or that's the idea. That's the belief is that every thought has a concrete action tied to it or feeling tied to it. When sometimes it's just the thought, it's just like, oh, that's just what came to my mind, or this could be a possibility. So When I'm talking about like being born from with like a blank slate, that means that there's so many thoughts or feelings to process and work through and figure out, like there's a tree of logic that we start with from a child and that we have to go through the world and figure out. There's so many thought processes that I'm familiar with because I had those thought processes. And when people come up with certain logic, like it almost lets me know what worldview they're in or what stage of their development they're in, because those are very common thoughts to have at certain stages of development. And so you get a lot of teenagers that are repressing this right now, or you get a lot of people who are repressing these, these natural thought processes to challenge, you know, the quote unquote new status quo, uh, of, of, of acceptable thought processes. And so the value of uncomfortable thoughts in my mind is that you get to work through them because if you just repress them, then then just go into your shadow and everything that you do is laced with those uncomfortable thoughts instead of processing them and letting them go. Right. You have a reason to cling to them either because you're repressing them as someone who is trying to enforce the destruction of uncomfortable thoughts, or you repress them because you're afraid of being seen as a person who has uncomfortable thoughts. Or you take them with you into like a shadow community or something and start having those uncomfortable thoughts and almost attaching to uncomfortable thoughts, because it gives you the ammo against the other side, whatever that means, right? So uncomfortable thoughts, I think are healthy to have, they're healthy to process. And it's a challenge because, you know, there's, there's almost too much attachment to thoughts as an identity or thoughts as a um, sense of self or what you stand for, or what you believe, or what your morality is, or, or what you're going to do, right? Like, I can, like, I don't have an attachment to having, like, if I have a thought that, like, every school shooter should be shot on site, like, that doesn't mean that that's what's going to be enacted. It doesn't mean that that's a good idea. It doesn't mean that that's a bad idea. It means that it's just a thought. And it means that it's something that we can process, we can work through. If I find out that maybe that doesn't make sense, maybe that's going to have all sorts of, uh, you know, that has all sorts of stuff attached to it. Like, let's put out the thought and let's work it out, right? Let's figure it out and not immediately shut it down. Be like, whoa, 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 no, we can't do That's cruel. Like, we can't do that sort of like, or whatever, right? Some people would agree that it's not cruel, that somebody has, uh, you know, killed a bunch of people, especially kids. And like, they deserve it, quote unquote. But then there are people who are going to fight for the inherent value of life and, uh, regardless of what they've done. And then you're going to have that argument, right? So it's like, it just awakens arguments. It doesn't mean that these are things that need to be actually done or accepted as truths. And I think that's the challenge. I feel like there's a, there's a certain gullibility, I think, attached to all of that. There's this feeling that if someone says something then I have to take it as truth. And that equally sucks. Uh, Like the unwillingness to vet your own thought process is ultimately what is happening is like, you're, you're not like any cult, you're developing a lack of trust in yourself. And a lack of self-trust is the number one tool of any kind of cult behavior. And introverted thinking is the way that we make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, self trust in like your thought process, not being attached to your identity, that's a certain degree of self-trust that you can have a thought and then you can have the certain, um, you can have the sovereignty to assess whether or not that thought actually means something to you. Like that's important to be able to do that, to be able to suss out the difference. Right. So this is not to rail against any particular political party or anything like that, because it's, it's, it's all across the board. Um, but I think right now where it's equally valid that there are a lot of extroverted feeling uh, segmenting in communities and people getting certain kinds of focused care that they were not getting in the past and, you know, working towards equality and all these things. Like, I think those are valid desires and, and um, certainly things are improving. And at the same time, introverted thinking people tend to are, are kind of lazy right now. In my opinion, I feel like there's a lot of introverted thinking people who are not holding space for the complete thoughts of someone who believes that, who believes in equality um, and believes in a lot of uh, um, those kind of FE values of of flattening everything out. So there, I think there's equally not enough listening to give, give uh, intentional thought processes that that are detached from the counter argument, right? Like if you're going to have an effective detached thought process, you can't get attached to the argument or the counter argument, right? you have to practice arguing both sides because what you're ultimately trying to champion is what is the highest quality thought, not necessarily my side's thought or their side's thought, but what is the highest quality thought? And that requires a lot of patience and intention. And listening and trying to get all of the source code of what the person is is putting out right so i think there's equally not enough patience in introverted thinking right now that is either um, looking for a cheap hit so they're arguing with people or they're not waiting for enough space to get to a a you know the bigger picture sort of clarity for both parties and then just like deciding to go into shadow communities where again, you can attach to your thoughts and you can almost take the thought and make a, you know, make a culture out of it instead of processing it, working through it and ultimately letting it go, right? So as much as there is emotional processing, I, there's very much thought processing, you know, working through these these ideas of, of, of anything that can be seen as morally screwed <laughs> you know um uh, and and just because you have the thought doesn't have it's not a reflection on your character so there's a healthy detachment you work through that and you're like oh okay yeah that doesn't make any sense actually or oh that yeah that would be not great for humanity or like that would be uh cruel or um you know maybe there's a new idea on top of this but like if you're not saying anything if no one's able to say anything that we can't work th- through those things they become a repression they get into shadow material and then people start doing awful things as a result of that. And that is, I wouldn't say that's what scares me, but that's what I feel like is part of what I hope to support. Even though I don't have a lot of people listening to this podcast, I feel like because I'm targeting introverted thinkers, INTPs or ISTPs or even FJs that, I can help you and understand introverted thinking to not only champion it for yourself, but then start to champion it for those around you and really hold space for introverted thinking. Ultimately that's what I feel like is one of the biggest challenges right now is not only holding space for introverted. Well, holding, yeah, holding space for introverted thinking, even in the FJs, right? Even in those who are very much in a collective mindset, There is introverted thinking in there. There is a thought process in there. It is not about just trying to destroy it and trying to prove yours. It's not about right versus right. It's just what is the cleanest thought? What provides the greatest clarity and not only yourself, but perhaps them as well. Right. And being open to all of that, because ultimately like what is going to be the healthiest use of introverted thinking is again, detachment. It's going to be detachment from the thoughts as something that reflects your identity and who you are. I don't have any connection to my thought processes. Some of them are crystallized as beliefs or they become principles, right? I have three core principles that I follow essentially right now, at least seeking and supporting sovereignty, seeking and supporting clarity and curiosity over judgment. Those are my three kind of guiding stars right now. And I use those. And if what I'm thinking and what I'm working through ultimately doesn't connect to those things, then I let them go. You're right. It doesn't make me a bad person to have an uncomfortable thought to, uh, process something that is in process. Cause that's just what it is. It's in process. It's not a crystallized thing. And I think there needs to be more space held for that. And that idea championed a little bit more. So I hope that makes a lot of sense. So I've been Christian Rivera. Thank you for listening to happy chemicals, HappyChemicals.org is where there are courses for INTPs. INTP Empowerment Guide. There's a course on money, relationships, productivity. Kind of integrating some of that extroverted thinking. If you're like working a job and trying to figure out how to navigate deadlines and um, you know figure out some work processes that really lean into your introverted thinking, and you don't have to be someone else. And that's really the theme of all of my courses: is is doing all of these things from the perspective of an INTP, utilizing introverted thinking, and not necessarily having to be someone you're not. Right. So that's really where that's at. So go check it out. Happychemicals.org. I'd love to have you sign up for one of the courses and connect with me on all those things. So I'm Christian Rivera. I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself and uh, I'll see you next time. Later.